Welcome to Mental Money, the podcast that empowers minority women in business to unlock their financial potential. Get ready to shift your mindset, break through barriers, and transform your relationship with money. Join us as we dive into practical strategies, expert insights, and inspiring stories that will elevate your financial success. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, aspiring businesswoman, or just starting your journey, this podcast is your go-to resource for mastering money and achieving true financial empowerment. Get ready to level up your mindset and maximize your money with mental money. listening to the mental money podcast and today we have with us Squire ho i pronounced that correctly right mm-hmm. okay awesome good 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 i have um the terrible habit of butchering names but today we did a good job yay for natalie <laughs> where's my cheer what happened oh okay no cheering today all right maybe not all right so <laughs> Um, all right. So for Swire, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your patience earlier. Thank you for um, not chewing me out. I deserved it. I really did. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me on today, Natalie. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, of course. So um, talk to me a little bit about your brand and how you got started in the promotional um, the promotional space. How much time do we have? We It's a long story how... I, I'm, it, it's funny how everyone end up in the promotional product business. This is not an industry that you want to be in. And you, I go to, I just want to be in the promotional product industry. So I, I somehow uh, stumbled upon the industry from my last business. I was in the CD and DVD replication industry. If you're old enough like me, you know, you have, you still have CD and DVDs that you might have purchased. So we work with film companies and record label doing their CDs and DVDs. Along the way, musicians, when they go on tours, they ask if you do you guys do merchandise, T-shirts, hats that we could sell. Uh, so we end up getting into that process. And in 2013, we sold the, that part of the business and focus now exclusively on promotional product. Awesome. No, that's a that's a great segue. What was the top um, industry that you found yourself like receiving inquiries for for promotional products? Was it music specifically? For for right now. No, back then. Yeah, back then it was all uh, in the entertainment industry. Musician, people going on red carpet, uh, or back in the days they do want to send peop- uh, it to musicians or other film company. So those are the times that you know we use CDs and then promotional product. And sometimes we bundle a toy as, as a promotional product merchandise along with the DVD. So that's why at the end uh, of the DVD cycle, you see that you know, DVD selling for like $50, $100, uh, but then you get this little toy in there. So it's a kind of a great way to uh, people to buy into a more expensive product. That's so dope. It's really great that you say that because we actually talked about, like we have a group of amazing women 
who we kind of meet every week and we discussed different business topics. And one of the pricing strategies that we talked about was bundle pricing and loss leaders and promotional pricing, promotional products kind of fit into that schema. So it's interesting that you mentioned that, right? Um, talk to us a little bit about why a business would be interested in using a promotional product. Like what's the psychology behind that? There's a lot of different ways. So in specific, what I like to do when customers call me for using promotional product for a variety of reasons, I ask them, you know, why do you, who do you want to target? You know, the, the best way to use promotional product is determine who your ideal clients are. And then mm-hmm. let me know a little bit about who you're targeting, their demographics, maybe they have a certain job title, maybe they hang out at a certain place then I could provide a promotional item that could connect them with your brand. Or if you're selling a expensive or long cycle services, can this promotional product be a part of the experience for the overall big picture? So if you're able to find that promotional product, as I would ask, been asked you know, this question, what is the best promotional product? That will be the best promotional product for you. Right. Okay, so do you have like an archive or like a catalog of products or do you can you do a like an like a build out of something that a client would need depending on what their business or service is? It will be all of the above. You know, if you talk about domestically, we have access to five thousand different items. We sometimes do uh, custom work. You know, for the past two years, we've been doing a lot of box sets. So okay. gone are the days that you do one item now. Because a company wanted to send their audience a box set with different gifts that uh, relate to them. Or what we have done also uh, when, let's say, a company attending an event a trade show, they will actually send gifts to their target audience to invite them to visit them at the trade show. So these are all things that we can do. And I think with creativity, uh, it's no limit on promotional products. Okay, that's awesome. So... Talk to me more about strategy, right? Because I'm a strategist by heart. So uh, my audience really values when I really talk to them about like outlining and road mapping, how to really work concepts into practice, right? So let's say we have, we're building out, right now we're talking a lot about grants, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's really good that you're mentioning target audience because when we talk about grants, we do talk about who are we targeting because that's a question that they ask in the grant applications, who your target our, our audience is. And let's say we want to integrate promotional materials into that part of our business. Now, from a strategic or strategist point of view, depending on if we're building like a new initiative or we have a project that we're trying to launch, how do, how do we work in a promotional material? Like from from a wide view lens, like making it fit within our budget and also um, making it also fit within our revenue model as well. That's a million dollar question. And you know, if one yeah. can answer that question, yeah. things will be a lot easier. And obviously, certainly when we, you know, as a small business entrepreneur, our marketing resources are limited. Yeah. But think about that, you know, even with big company, the, the most frequently mistakes I think people get into promotional product is think that they need to market to everyone. For example, mm-hmm. let's let's use the most uh, popular uh, promotional product, which is a, uh, a branded pen, right? They mm-hmm. will think that since we have a logo, we are a company, we need to do as many pens as if you can, and everyone walk through the door needs to have a pen. 
I wanted to throw that away and that's not a strategy you should be using. Right. Once you identify your target audience and you know who they are, where do they hang out, maybe a certain title or the whole demographics that you decide and then think about things that they will use in their daily life or when you target someone that has maybe sit behind a desk, go visit them or visit their competitor or you know the demographics. Look at things that they don't have on the desk, but something that you will put your logos on, they'll still have to use it. For example, it will be a uh, living plant that is engraved with your logo on the pot. That's a really popular item. People like to put plants, you know, like you see on the back behind, and then they normally don't buy it for themselves at the office. Another good way, for example, if you are um, auto uh, repair shop, I have good success for them printing a full color printer clock to send it to all the clients. Mm -hmm. So think about your clients, what they want. It's not what you want to buy, it's what they want to receive. So that's a big difference there. Right, no, for sure. No, that makes total sense, That total sense. Here's the thing though, right? Like, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit, just just a little bit, right? From a, from a psychological and branding perspective, let's say I work in a, in a, it doesn't matter what industry, pick an industry, right? If I'm picking a product as a promotional item that does fit into my client's life, let's say we pick the perfect item and it's something that they have, it's functional, they use it all the time. And psychologically, from a marketing perspective, we are top of mind because this is something that they're always using. But it doesn't really align with my brand. It really just aligns with something that they need. Does it really make a difference? And is there a way to measure how likely they are to really come back to me since they're using this product and it's a part of their life? Well, I'm in the camp that if you don't think it's relevant to what you do, you don't have to buy promotional product. I've said it on the record. So you need okay. a website, you need your accounting, uh, in marketing, you you know, you need, you know, email marketing. But when you decided this campaign is not, you don't need promotional product to attend a trade show. But what promotional product can do to, to a brand is it could solidify the, the brand image. For example, mm. if you say my brand is luxury or my brand is sustainable or my brand is customer centric. So a promotional product can enhance that image. You know, think about what people receive. Can they really relate it to your brand? You know, if, if they can, you're doing a good job. For example, going back to the uh, CD musician days, when you go to a concert, I know how much is a, a T-shirt can be made. Right. But you will buy a T-shirt for over $50 at a concert mm -hmm. right now. So they make a huge profit margin. But you're willing to share and buy, uh, purchase that from your hard-earned money because you support the brand. You support right. your musicians. And what you will do the next day when you go to work, you wear the T-shirt if you're allowed to. And then you tell every single body about your experience at the concert. You know, that's a great campaign, you know, record companies are doing to to use you, you're buying the product, you're telling others for the product. So basically you're paying them money to become a mini ambassador for the brand. So that could build into your overall strategy. How do you want to be mentioned? How do you want to be talked about with a creative promotional product campaign? These are some of the, the things that you can achieve. Right. No, that makes sense. Okay. So talk to, we also mentioned a little bit about like using products as a loss leader because we were talking about pricing strategies. And one thing I know that promotional materials have been really good for is kind of getting people in the door. What, what are your thoughts about 
using products as a loss leader because I know sometimes some companies actually advise against it because they're like, you know, this is for, it really is a loss, no pun intended, because you are just kind of like catering to price sensitive clients that may never actually be a consumer on the back end. But then other people are like, you work in the price on the back end to make up for whatever you're losing in the front end. So what are your thoughts around working in promotional materials in that regard? So it goes back to what I said earlier. If you can find a promotional product that could give a taste of the actual experience for your product and services for the uh, end user, you know that will be that will not be a loss leader. You're actually getting them to try. Maybe even what I would do is you sell it to them. So what mm-hmm. you can do, for example, as a consultant, right? So instead of building a hundred hundred thousand dollar campaign for the client, it's too much. Right? We don't want to spend right now. What if I come in for uh, five hours or half a day? I'll charge you a thousand dollar, so you get the same experience that I would be if I'm a full time consultant for you, and the customer actually paying you for you to to be on there. And then once they pay you, they might actually not going to look elsewhere because they already spent a thousand dollar with you. You know, right. are there promotional product? Are there things that you could create maybe a mini experience for them so that lead on to the big purchase? So if you plan it strategically, this can work. Okay. What has been your most successful campaign? Like work, work, like I want to see an example of like in action with the company that integrated all of these pieces together successfully. I'll give you the story. And a lot of times when I talk to, especially if I talk to digital marketing experts, they would debate me. And even I've been on podcasts you know, with digital marketing, they'll debate me the effectiveness for uh, digital marketing versus promotional product. What mm-hmm. I came to my consensus, and here, here would be my answer is, you combine them together. The best strategy is you determine a call to action. Before you spend your hard-earned dollar, you already need to determine the possible outcome. And if you are a numbers guy, you need to depend your KP, KPI. Are you trying to drive people onto your website? Are you trying to promote a certain product and services, or you're just trying to gain followers. What you can do in in the digital world, for example, let's say you have certain followers for your uh, personal page or your company page, you can actually create a sweepstakes. You can use maybe, let's say $500, right? We, you know, uh, a good example. Instead of buying all the money that you can buy for a cheap pen, buy one thing from me for $500 and use that as a sweepstakes and convert people with the KPI or the metrics that you're looking for and then see how, you know, how much more engagement you drive. I couldn't tell you how many times I sign up, give people my email, my address, my phone number, just trying to win like something that $15. Right. No, that makes sense. Okay. Do you have another example of something that really works? Well, this will be on the employment uh, retention side. You know, during COVID, a lot of us are working remotely. You know, we are virtual office. Some of the companies that I work for, they have 500 employees, but they don't have office anymore. So mm-hmm. they still wanted to create that employees uh, branding. They wanted to create the employees retention. So what we'll do is, you know, we will create care boxes that the, the management decide they want to do. And we actually will send out to all the uh, employees. And then so when they actually do virtual meetings, they could have cocktail hours. They could dress you know, in the company's uh, logo. And when someone has an anniversary or a birthday, they will be sending a gift. So these are some of the things that we have picked up during the pandemic 
people are virtual, but they still want to be connected. So I think if you think about employees' uh, re retention, promotional product is a great help. That makes so much sense. Yeah, for sure. So if I'm, I'm going to summarize, not to end things, but to just really capture the idea. So if I'm understanding correctly, promotional products are a way to integrate items into your business that kind of galvanize people, give people an opportunity to get your logo out there, have people almost be like a walking logo for you, but then um, help build an experience around your product and your service as well. I, I think, you know, for when it comes to promotional product, only your creativity is the limit. Mm, interesting. Okay. So f for you, what are your thoughts around what you want to see in your industry, especially, and I'm starting to ask this question now, especially now that AI is starting to become a lot more prominent. What do you want to see in your industry as far as um, innovations or changes, as far as that creativity piece that you mentioned? I'm glad, really glad that you asked that question. And you will see a lot right now that people writing about sustainability. They're writing about eco-friendly. Certainly on the client side, you know, a lot more clients are more conscious about what they're buying. You know, for, for me, going back to my pan example, if you're creating a, a promotional product that 10 of your competitors are, are doing, you know, your target audience probably have like 20 pans in the drawer. So the chances that your pans are going to the land view are really skyrocket. But if you right. really understand your uh, ideal client, give them a meaningful gift. You know, the the what we measure is we measure in cost for impression. For example, mm -hmm. you spend $500 or you spend $10. How many times over the lifetime of the promotional product, your logo will be seen? So right. if you if you get if it's got seen, that's what billboard uh, are still out there, and you know bus stop signs are, are still there because they're high impression. People see that, and do, then you convert. So think about in terms of those, and if you if you really give people a meaningful gift that they can really use in the daily life, then you they, they don't go to the landfill. People, I still dress some of the band T-shirt that I bought from ten years ago. So they're mm -hmm. not going to waste if it means something to me. Right. Okay. And what about from the AI perspective? Because that's a that's a an interesting angle that we're having to face now as well. Well, I think in my industry, people will always be proud of their company. And mm -hmm. even though the product might change, you know, if you remember a few years ago, we have fidget spinner, maybe two years ago, we have the, the power bank, you know, yeah. the trend can fade. But there are still going to be people who are proud of the company, and there's still different strategies that you can develop using promotional product. So for me, I embrace AI. I don't think AI is a threat. Okay, good. So for yourself, like, what are, what promotional products do you use within your own business to kind of like leverage people wanting to work with you? What I like to do is we like to send out because our most busy season is the fourth quarter. So for me. When we send out a gift to our client, we actually don't send it out around Christmas in the fourth quarter. We actually send it around, I would say, before Thanksgiving. You know, we like to send gift before Thanksgiving. Why? Because no one sends customers gift around that time. People always send it on December. And then depending on the client that you have, if they are at the higher level, C level, there's so many gifts. They forgot who it is. I, I don't care how much you spend on the gift. It, they get bombarded with gifts. And yeah. that serves two purposes. You know, for, for us as a promotional product company, we begin the conversation early. So when we send the gift 
chances are they're nice. They'll thank you for it. And then we have the conversation with them as a sales uh, funnel, right? So have you thought about, you know, your holiday product? You know, have yeah. you thought about developing something different? So we kind of showcase them. That's like a, a catalog to them, for them. You know, this is what happening this year. This is what we send you as a thank you gift. So we actually using promotional product as a lead way for us to develop uh, a sales strategy. That's awesome. That's awesome. How many people do you currently have on your team right now? We have a, we have a small team, but you know, as as you know, with AI and Grammarly, I would say that I'm much more swire than there will be. You know, yeah. things that the ideas that I have, you know, the 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 mindset that we have, I can bounce with someone. I can sometimes bully AI. Sorry, AI. <laughs> Uh, but they won't get upset. They give me a lot of ideas. So, uh, and I think with uh, virtual meeting, with uh, the the way that we're doing right now, Natalie, yeah. we can connect virtually. You know, yeah. if in in the regular times we wouldn't have this conversation. So I think as a small business owner, uh, this will lead on to a greater market for ourselves. And especially, we have been uh, focusing in government contracting for the past seven mm -hmm. years. So mm -hmm. I think that's a, it's a big driver for business for the past few years. That's interesting. So in the government space, and, and I'm not trying to pivot at all, but this has been a really deep conversation because as a minority woman, it's really, e it's not easy, but it, certifying has a lot of benefits, right? So in the government space, um, you find that government wants to buy products for promotional services as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I think in the government space, especially, you know, federal, state and check with your local city official mm -hmm. used to be when you're a minority, you, you don't say you're a small company, you don't say you're a minority. But if you are at a federal uh, level or a state level, then you raise your hand. Yes, minority here, business, small yeah. business. Yes. And mm -hmm. then they're so happy to talk to you. They actually have a representative teach you how to do business with them. Yeah, I, I don't see anywhere that you could walk into a big business, they will actually teach you how to do business with them and walk you through the certification process and actually almost holding your hand to get those contracts. And depending on where you are, check with your uh, local government agencies. Yeah, no, that's for, that's great. So I think my question was more so like for you on the contracting side, you see that government wants to buy these products. Like they are looking to purchase promotional items for themselves as well. Like these are services that they do buy. Yeah, it, our, our sales with them last year is over six digits. You know, they're That's the big pile of promotional products. If it's not too intrusive to ask, what's their biggest purchase? They buy a lot of things. Like, <laughs> you can change the way that they think. They are big ship, yeah. right? They're the big entity. Yeah. So you move along, you support them. Uh, they buy, a, they do a lot of engagement. We have, you know, we have done... Uh, branded canopies for them, a lot of pants, a lot of tote bags. So community engagement, right? So we actually, with our uh, certification, we actually were able to work with the, the army with the t-shirts. You know, they were sourcing for, uh, uh, you, you have to be a minority business, you have to source it locally. So we're able to find all the material that they want here and made in the US. And then we're able to do polo shirts, t-shirts for the army. So uh, the opportunities out there, it might take a while to find yeah. them uh, and navigate all their lingual, but I think you know, look into it. It's, it's kind of kind of interesting. Are you a prime contractor or a subprime contractor? 
It depends on the contract. Sometimes we're a prime and uh, okay. we also have been a, a subcontractor of some larger construction project. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're not in the construction business, but yeah. there are the that's why the uh, employees retention piece come in. And then the community always come in because it, when you do a big, uh, you know, contract, for example, like the L.A. Metro, you take up all the entire Los Angeles. Some people are going to get mad. And then that's why they do a community outreach and send some promotional product and to, to build that relationship. So yeah. uh, we're both prime contractor and also a sub uh, subcontractor. Yeah, the reason I ask is because I was just speaking to, I literally was just speaking to someone about this the other day. And I want to say yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, because my memory fails me a lot. <laughs> but I was just speaking to someone about this. I feel like it was yesterday. And we were speaking about, you know, um, contracting on the prime side. And she was kind of getting discouraged because the field that she wanted, the the services that she wanted to sell to the government required a lot of bonds and like, you know, a lot of, it was a lot of hoopla. I was telling her like, depending on the code that you use is what the, like the higher up the requirements are, but that's interesting. Okay, good. So it's good to know that it, it can work either way, but you do have to have some background and some knowledge about how to navigate that space because the government does ask for a lot. It's not like applying for grants or funding like it is on the, the, uh, civilian side right well i'll leave it at this you know if you're able to know and at least have somewhat of an understand of their contracting lingual they use mm -hmm. a lot of acronym it's kind of like i think i am the expert in my industry but mm -hmm. the lingual that i use in the beginning really humbled me like what what, yeah. what does that mean but mm -hmm. once you speak the language right you can talk the talk you can actually really go deep and understand what they're trying to do. And you have to keep in mind that when a buyer and purchasing agent in, in the government, they buy so many products. They might buy promotional product or they might buy furniture or they may buy software. They're not the expert like you think that they are. Mm -hmm. They might know the lingual. They might have like 50 pages of legal uh, jargon that you have to come through. But ultimately, you are the expert in the industry. So for, for us, we don't bid on anything. We just mm -hmm. bid on things that we know that it's to our advantage, that right. we have a price advantage, or the buyer really need our help to be able to execute that. You know, you have to distinguish because you might compete with 50 other vendors out there. So those are the ones that I shy from. But if I know, you know, recently we worked with one project that I know at the end that only us can provide the solution for them and they need us. So, and that's how uh, you're able to, you know, make headway in government contracting. Right. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into the government contracting wormhole because it can go very deep. Like it can go very deep. So we're going to have a, we're going to, someone has asked and other people have asked. So we're going to go into a deep dive, probably do an entire month on government contracting, but yeah, that's, that's great. So from a visibility standpoint, because the month of June, we're talking about visibility We're we're talking about, you know, generating interest in our business and attracting new customers, you would recommend the promotional. Of course, you may have a biased opinion about it, but you definitely would recommend using promotional materials as a way to attract new clients and get your company's logo and um, what's the word um, brand out there. Well, I'll still stick with if you haven't decided who your ideal clients are, you don't spend on promotional product. But right. for example, what the strategy that I'll go through and, you know, people, when I ask them that question, they're taking back, you know, why do you say that? You know, I ask them, you know, let's say you, you have $2,000, right? So, you know, 50 cents is a pen, you can buy 4,000 pens. Or I would challenge them, think about, go back to your accounting software or go back to your CRM. Who are your top 10 clients for last year? 
in terms mm -hmm. of revenue. You know, mm -hmm. how, how much of a relationship, how, how, much, how many times do you reach out to them per year? If you let's say if you sell insurance, do you reach out whenever they need to renew their policy? Is that the only time that you call them? Then right. you might be in trouble, right? You don't have that relationship. Anytime you call them, oh, this guy is only asked for it, not a sell. So what if you you and you should learn as much as you can about your top 10 clients? These are your top 10 clients. So right. once you find out who they are, what they like, maybe they have a hobby that they have. Then talk to me about oh this guy like golf you know the, you know this person they like to play uh, basketball or uh, this person likes to go surfing whatever that they might want to do then I could help you narrow down to a really specific item that works for your top ten imagine you know you know the holiday season very close uh, very likely coming quickly what if you could develop and you can make a list of what your top ten client wants and right. then you send them the gift that they have and don't just send a gift and then forget about it. Sending promotional product to your client, especially for client retention, is a way for you to open up more conversation. And right. don't forget just about the boss. If you're dealing with the C-level executive, don't forget about the executive assistant. You know, my trick, mm -hmm. I think, for helping sales professional to get through the door uh, is you don't get through the door. What I like to do is I'd be friends with all the secretary assistant because yeah. ultimately these are the people that will open up the door to the final decision maker. And the decision maker is always too busy to take care of small little things like that I do for a promotional product. So yeah. it's actually the assistant, uh, the secretary who handles those purchases. So think about uh, the supporting staff too. Send them gifts as well and see how that goes. No, that's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. They're the gatekeepers. You can't forget them. That's so true. All right. So I, I think I think we've covered our bases. This is some good information. And these are definitely some things that we need to sit down with, think about, um, and figure out how we're going to integrate for sure. Do you want to leave us with any parting words? I think if you like, I have uh, resources both. If you're interested in government contracting, Definitely yeah. reach out to me. I'm really active on, on LinkedIn. And okay. if you don't know what the concept is for uh, finding the ideal client, HubSpot has a free tools that can actually mm -hmm. help you develop a what they call a persona. You can have different persona mm -hmm. if, you, if you service multiple industry. Use that as a guide to really drive deeper, you know, to really categorize your uh, your client. Maybe your ideal client is a certain in a certain space or a certain job title. Maybe your regular client is a certain uh, title. And then using promotional product, you can actually think of different strategy and create campaign. Uh, we, what we didn't talk about also is how to get people's testimonial. Right mm -hmm. now, it's all about what people say about you. It's not what you say about yourself. What right. if you have... You can use promotional product as a thank you gift and also a leak way. Plus, you know, if you send them a link, people can review you and give you testimonial a lot better than if you just send them an email with nothing. So think about different strategy and happy to talk to anyone about uh, a campaign, you know, if you wanted to dive deeper in promotional products. Yeah, no, that sounds great. No, thank you for offering to be a resource. That's amazing. So we'll be sure to add all of your information to the show notes so that Everyone knows how to reach out to you for sure. Thank you so much, Swire. I learned a lot. I definitely will be reaching out. So I hope whoever is listening reaches out as well. Um, if you don't have any other parting words, then I wish you the best, Swire Ho. Thank you, Natalie. Of course.
Thank you for tuning in to Mental Money, where we've explored the transformative power of mindset in your financial journey. Remember, your potential knows no bounds. Now it's time to take action. Start by subscribing to our podcast to never miss an empowering episode. Join our vibrant community of minority women in business by following us on social media. Connect with like-minded individuals, share your story, and gain exclusive insights to fuel your success. Visit our website, mentalmoneypodcast.com, for valuable resources, show notes, and bonus content. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more ambitious women like yourself. Together, let's break barriers, shatter glass ceilings, and rewrite the rules of success. Keep empowering your mindset and remember, with mental money, your financial future is limitless.